0: This episode is powered by Safety FM.
1: In this episode, I'm going to teach you how to do your own events so that you can have your training be a tool that you could get more clients.
2: Hi, everybody. Todd Conklin. I know lots of you get your information while you drive down the road or sit on planes or sit in meetings and look interested. And now you should know The three of my books are available for your listening pleasure on Audible. With the help of Jay Allen and Safety FM, we've produced three of the books, Workplace Fatalities, The Five Principles of Human Performance, and my very first book, Simple Revolutionary Acts, and they're available now where you get audiobooks.
0: Do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. Jay Allen of Safety FM Give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course.
2: But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant.
0: Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount.
1: Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. This is the podcast where I show you the safety consultant or the person who is uh, acting as a safety consultant in their business. Tips of the trade. Uh, This week, we're gonna learn about Uh, how to create your own events and using that as uh, either a way to sell your own products or a way for you to get more clients. So we'll go through this and uh, break it down step by step by step and uh, really just help you with that. And before we start, though, I want to ask you guys, if you wouldn't uh, mind, just help me out a little by uh, going to your iTunes or Stitcher or any place where you listen to the podcast and uh go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and download it or however you consume it that'll be great and uh what will really mean the world to me as well would be if you could do an actual comment so i know what you think and uh, what i should do Uh, where we should go with this stuff so i uh, love the comments and uh, i love those five-star reviews i got one on itunes right now and i want to get more all right (laughs) so let's get into uh this topic for for uh this week so i when i first got started with my utility compliance business one of the things that i was doing i had to do some of the work on weekends on my own time and I just really want to make sure that I utilized the best available information that I had to create my own events. So one of the, um, I had to break down, let's say, the event itself, what I wanted to accomplish, but how many people do I think I was going to get. Uh, what is my area expertise that I wanted to get out there, and then also um, where am I going to do this. And so there's a bunch to really think about in that way. When I first got started, I started doing wastewater classes and specifically uh, something called industrial pretreatment classes. So only uh, wastewater professionals would know about that one. But the class itself, I got approved, it was actually two classes. I got approved for CEUs and that's continuing education units. And that was with the uh, Florida uh, Water Society and Association that was uh, responsible for making sure that licensed uh, operators are the only ones that are going to be able to treat in the treatment plant and uh basically the state got the state um certification and then every operator needed to renew in florida every two years so i thought hey that's something i got to do anyway i used to pay for it when i was a plant superintendent so i knew that there was going to be some business in this but i had to figure out how am i going to create my own event and make it profitable so that became a little bit hard doing it that way I the biggest thing that was uh, the problem for me at the time is just not knowing anything about event coordinating so I had to really kind of dig in and figure out how to do this so the first thing I decided was all right let's pick the course and get that approved So I did that, I went through the approval cycle to have my company be a provider for wastewater, drinking water, and distribution system CEUs in the state of Florida. So being in Florida, that was the most likely thing I could do, and that was the field I was in, so it became easy. So I just uh, got on the website of that uh, special entity went through all of their hoops and became a licensed provider from them for CEUs. And then I got my courses approved. So I was able to say, you take my course and then I'll make sure that you get your CEUs. I'll do everything I need to through the state and get you your CEUs. So that was basically how that that part worked out. So one was going to be a 10 hour class and the other one was going to be a four hour class. So I set it up where I was going to provide those two classes and just uh, vary between taking days off or actually going and trying to do these on a weekend. So my list of people that I had first to promote this wasn't that great. I actually had to do it more word of mouth at this time now I do a little different but back then I had to do word of mouth so anyone that I knew I gave them a call and said hey I'm thinking about doing an event Uh, would you be interested in this and uh, a lot of people were actually interested so I uh, had to call around to see what kind of places I could find so here's your options when you're thinking about locations Uh, you could go to a hotel In some cases hotels will ask for a deposit and they need to know that you're going to have a certain amount of people that are going to be there so they can price the room for you. And, um, when you're really thinking about a bigger event then now that is going to be where you're going to have to, uh, block out a certain amount of rooms so I didn't want to do that so I decided I'm not gonna do that route and I found some hotels that would let me block out room spaces without having to do a deposit and up two weeks I could call them and say hey don't have enough people or I have enough people let's proceed so that was uh, one of the other things that I I did after a while so the next thing I was thinking was all right well who has actual center space that I could use and might not be as expensive so now I was kind of racking my brain as to where to go and the place that really stood out to me was a community center. In the community center it didn't have much. It had a little kitchen, it had a, a little meeting room. Yeah. And that was really about it. It had a bathroom. Can't forget that. So that was good. So about everything I really needed. And I decided that I was going to price everything where I also included lunch. So I made sure that there was just a little bit of money extra for lunch. And then I priced it for the actual event. So that was what I was doing and uh the very first one i think i got three or four and i didn't want to cancel anyone because they're giving me a shot so i I want to make sure that i did it so i could go ahead and get more and more time so i um did in a small event i got some subs and uh, we basically had uh subs and chips and uh juices coffee and uh, that's how I I set up the first event. Um, From the beginning of when I had the thought until I actually did the event, I gave myself roughly about two and a half months, right around that time was promotion time, everything I needed to you know, I had to put together a flyer. And uh, I did this old school, so I actually did a flyer, printed it out, and started handing it out to people as, uh, as I would meet them. And in some cases, I would mail it to them because uh, the state at the time had an operators list and you could get the operators names and address and everything else. So. Uh, that made it pretty much an easy mailing list to look for. So I, I went about it that way. That's the way I was trying to get the program or the event going. Uh, I do it a little differently this way, like I mentioned earlier before. But uh, right now, at the point of my career, uh, I actually I, I use more of um, it's an autoresponder. So I'll do a promotion. Someone signs up for the promotion. They become get on my mailing list and from that then i have the option of uh sending other things to them and letting them know you know i give them value obviously you got to give them value you can't just you know spam 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 me 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 i give them value so it's definitely worth their while to get on my newsletter and if you're interested just go to sheldonprimus.com and you'll be able to find it that way And uh, click on, if you're interested in a proposal, you can get a free proposal. Or if you're interested in my uh, book, you can get a free copy of my book. So uh, in the way I'm getting your email and phone number, I understand that. And I cherish that information. But that's also a way that if I am going to be in a certain area, I can promote it to specifically people that are... Uh, in certain areas so that's what I I currently do but back then when I was starting this whole thing about getting my events I had to uh, truly try to do it shoestring and they printed it out that was the best way for me at the time so when you're uh, trying to get the actual event location one of the things to think about with the event location is that you really want to uh, talk to whoever the administrator is, tell them all about yourself, tell them about what the program is, tell them about who you expect to be there, so that they can get a good idea of who they're renting to. And then um, find out information about, you know, how much it costs, uh, how do you get in, how do you get out, who do I communicate with if there's no kind of um if i need some help while i'm there am i getting rental of the audio visual um equipment And if you're doing all that, that's all in the price that you're going to end up having to charge people for you to actually uh, have the event. So get all that information in so you know exactly what your expenses are going to be. Uh, Also, part of your expenses, you have to think about drive time. You have to think about prep time for prepping the classes uh, before, after, after. And the paperwork to send it, so you got to think about that time. You also have to think about the commute time to get to and from, especially mileage. Uh, so that's all part of the calculation of what the cost is uh, for that event and how much you want to make from it. You got to truly have that that number in your mind, thinking, okay, I want to make uh, 5,500 from this event. So therefore, I need to break it down to X amount of people, and uh, and. Then I have to make sure that uh, that's 55 after profit. You know, I mean, Uh, after expenses where it's total profit, or is that the total ticket amount? So you have to really consider that. So the next thing is your flyers. How you're going to actually do this, you could do this social media style. We could do this flyer style like I first did when I got into uh, the consulting side or uh, some some other way. You know, if you have your own podcast, then hey, that's a great way to, to promote an event. So you have to make sure you get that going when you're doing your flyer. Uh, think about a few different elements in your flyers. So you're going to have to make sure, and uh, the way I did my flyers at the time is I literally had a little block on the bottom that someone could cut off a strip, and on that bottom strip was the information I would need with their name, their phone number, their address, and uh, how many people are coming so I know what was enclosed, to check that was enclosed. So that's how I received my first uh, classes i just really just went in and uh or say i created the flyer sent them out people cut the bottom of this flyer and then put in their check did the registration right on the bottom of that and just sent it right in so that was my my event so after that i i truly had to create a different way of reaching people. So a lot of it is that networking. So you have to go out there, shake hands and tell everybody who you are. So once you get that started, then you can tell them about your event. Later on, I, I really figured out that you, you're gonna have to get a lot more of uh, giving people some value first and then they'll get to know you like you trust you so much so that they'll say, hey, I wanna go do your course cause I'm getting a lot from you already. That's what you want, that's truly the way of buying habits, uh, and then when you're ready to promote your course, or excuse me, promote your uh, event, then yeah, you'll you'll have a better chance of getting them to, to get into your event. So another thing that I had to think about, especially with rental of a facility, In some cases, you could work out a percentage rate. So let's say I asked somebody to host at their location. I didn't want to do the daily rate for the room, but I said, are you willing to get 10% up to whatever? Sometimes I even did 25% when I was first starting of the actual event cost if they are helping you promote it so they help you promote it and in some cases they place people into your class uh by you know going to their list and when they get to their list you have much more people at your uh disposal if you will and you're using their credibility to help with your course and they get a percentage you get a uh, the other the bulk of the cost and in some cases uh they will work a little bit harder for the percentage versus getting that flat rate. I didn't do that at first, I was mostly flat rate guy where I just told, asked them, all right, how much is it flat rate for the how many days? And then I just paid that flat rate when uh, when I was done with the event. So that's uh, one of the things that you do. You know, if you're going online, which I do now, And let's say you're not driving. If you are, then just go ahead and play this part back later. But um, right now, I'm currently promoting an event, which is from the National Environmental and Occupational Safety Training, Inc. NIASTI. So NIASTI is a nonprofit I started a couple years ago uh, just so I could do some training training. and eventually get some grants where I could do some free training for people whenever the grants come out. And I really that's a, a goal of mine is to provide free training through grant money. Uh, so, what I do have right now is a paid uh, course, and uh, and it is actually a Safety FM Roadshow. So, if you went to neoasti.org/safetyfm, so that's n e o s t i. dot O-R-G, backslash safety fm s a f e t y f m and you'll get to this page that i'm going to describe so this is the page that i'm currently uh this promotion that i'm doing right now or i should say this course i'm doing is a safety fm rose show it's me and dr j also with safety fm the founder of safety fm we're going to do an ocean compliance slash uh hop event So Human Organized Organization Performance, H-O-P. And uh, we're calling it the E-H-S Compliance Culture Shift. We've got a course set up in uh, Denver and we got one set up in Houston and it's all week. So if you're in the Houston area, uh, might as well check us out. That's gonna be June 17th through the 21st. And if you're in the Denver area, it's September 23rd to the 27th. So we're kind of breaking it up, two days compliance, two days hop, and I'm gonna do the OSHA compliance side. That's what I do. And uh, Dr. J is going to do the hop side, and uh, we're going to be able to cover culture and compliance in the same event for that whole week. And then on the last day of the week, we're going to do a nice old-fashioned roundtable about E, H, and S, as well as... Uh, all aspects of compliance and hub. So that's the event. If you're available, June 17th through the 21st, that's the Houston, Texas event. Or if you're in Denver, then you could do September 23rd through the 27th. Uh, If these go really well, we're going to go ahead and do more and more of them uh, all around the place. So you're going to see a lot more of the Safety FM Roadshow. So now that you uh, had a little time to pull up the website, miasti.org slash safety.fm of uh, those both locations, I was able to uh, work something out with the locations. So, you know, they are going to host us there, as well as there's going to be uh, an opportunity for us to co-brand this event with them which is wonderful so i would go to that page when you're not driving and you're actually you know sitting back at your office where you listen to this i'll go to that page And then you'll see what I did first. So the very top of the page, you're going to see the logo that I created uh, that is supposed to catch the eye, make everything pop. And um, that logo was from an actual website called Canva, C-A-N-V-A dot com. So Canva dot com, you could actually create almost any kind of logos. If you want to do it for a Facebook page or uh, social media of all kinds, blogs, letters, uh, posters, any of that, they give you one of these template-based things that you can kind of put together each element of your flyer that way. So I used this for a logo, created that um, uh, Safety FM Roadshow logo, as well as uh, the locations and everything so i included the the basics there the name of the show uh, the actual who's sponsored by uh, the location, the two spots, Houston and Denver. And then I got in there the registration. So you register at miasi.org slash safety FM. So when I wanted to or when I want to uh, put this on Facebook or LinkedIn or any social media, this is going to be the picture that's going to auto generate right there. So there's a lot of information and already I'm telling them if they want to register to come to this page. Page that we're on right now so you scroll down a little further and I'm using a uh, WordPress for this so if you're uh, going through the website you're on a WordPress website that you're looking at so I give a little bit of uh, understanding of what the expectation would be for the week and uh, that's the first part of the promotion page second part is who should attend so that's the, the part that I was doing after And then after the who should attend, then the next thing that I was gonna do is, uh, I basically give you the price, the option to pay. So that's right on top. And uh, if you haven't heard my other podcast uh, episode 12, where it is learn how to use payment management systems. In episode 12, I show you how to use uh, PayPal. So what I did here is I embedded a PayPal button that I created And again, I'll show you in that episode uh, how to create a PayPal button. But if you click on this particular button at the time of this recording, you're going to see, I believe, seven options there. One to pay for the whole five day event. and. Houston. So uh, that's the May 17th through the 21st event. The second option is going to be the two day OSHA compliance seminar. The third option is going to be the two day hop seminar. And then the fifth is the Houston one day round table price. So that gives uh, people multiple different ways of getting to the, uh, the, getting the information that they need and if they want during the event. So if they want to just focus on OSHA compliance, they go to the first two days. And then if they want to come to uh, the hops, go to the second two days and then the round table, they could stick around for that. But there's a discount for if anybody does all five days. So that was all through the paypal uh button so once you get on paypal and you have to uh, create a button you're going to add a button is what they call called it on paypal you kind of have to think through what's going to be that user experience how many options do i want how many buttons do i want in this way i wanted to save i wanted to do just one button with many options so that it's going to be more and more flexible and i can add that code just about any page that i really wanted to and so after that, you scroll down, you're going to see the safety FM logo, and then you're going to see the first two day session with myself. And then, uh, I also give in the middle of this page, another opportunity to register right there. So I copied the first embedded code with the PayPal code on it and I put it there too. So now you've got two places that you're going to have, uh, you'll be able to have people Uh, Choose to pay, and then underneath that, I have uh, Jay's side, where Jay's going to be doing with Hop. So that is also on there. And then on the bottom, I have the two locations that we're gonna be in uh, Houston and Denver. So then everybody will have the information that they need as well as a way to pay. So that's uh, a good way right now that you could do it online. And then you could use that page and then uh, post their print that in your social media feed. So everybody will be able to go to it through their phone, through the computer, and it's a better way of trying to do an event. So once you get to registration in, now I know for sure who's being registered because of the option that was being chosen. So I don't know if somebody just registered for the Denver course or somebody just registered for the uh, Houston course. Uh, that's just because the way the PayPal button worked, you know, help me out that way. Yeah. So you really have to think ahead for, for those options so that you could do it. So now you've got, uh, from beginning to where I am now, you chose a topic. If you uh, wanted to provide CEUs, you went through whatever hoops you need just to make sure that you have the CEO CEUs for whatever entity. If you're doing general safety and health, you should probably look at the uh, certificate that you are trying to get people to come, like if it's CSP or, for me, a COS or a COS-M certificate, just look up those programs and see what their prerequisite is for CEUs. No one actually owns the CEU where you have to go through an official channel to get them. But there are some times where uh, you can't just get CEUs for contact time. So contact time is different. That's where someone is. uh, Someone comes in, they're doing just, you know, the four-hour class or the eight-hour class. You already have contact time with them in training. CEUs is an actual... Uh, unit that is used for getting people's license renewed or getting a certification renewed so that's where they have the ceus uh, for those purposes and you could issue those yourselves you just have to make sure that you meet all the criteria for those CEUs, uh, the crediting bodies for each and everyone's licenses or certifications that they want to get. So. I do that. I go ahead and I search. I search and see what the license or CEU requirements is for a CSP or a CAUS or a class M or uh, any of the other um, just bunch of certificates that you can get now in safety and health. Yeah, I do that. And then from there, the nonprofit will uh, actually print out CEUs for anyone that's doing those classes. And I'll just say it meets the criteria for uh, whatever that that uh, entity is for the safety designation. So that's a little research on my side, but you know, hey, someone's gonna come to my course. I wanna get them CEUs that they need so they get some credit to keep up their, their licensing. So we got the CEUs, we uh, got the location. Uh, if you are completely stumped on location, I would also try your local library. So your local library usually has meeting rooms, and uh, so if you have a community center for your, your town, that's a good one, library, that's also a good one, and those usually are cheaper than uh, trying to get into a hotel or getting into some sort of event center. Those are really expensive, so you don't want to do those yet. And so that is uh, the next list that we're doing. So after that, then now we got to promote. So if you want to promote by physically mailing stuff to someone, that's probably the most expensive route. But if you're a regular contributor to LinkedIn groups and groups throughout your uh, social media, then you, know, you can always add that if that's part of the group, uh, if they you just have to look at the rules you know if it's in the group rules and you can do it then go ahead and and do that but you don't want to always post those things about yourself that's one of the things i currently have to really look at is how am i going to help so i try to um Reply to a lot of people and go in groups and just show that I'm a human person and uh, Help as much as I can and then when I do have events I'll post my events and uh, I hadn't had anyone to ask me to take it down yet So you know fingers crossed <laughs> that's not gonna happen, but uh, truly I just post and I, I try to keep uh, Keep active in those groups so the last thing after that is Uh, you got your location, you got where you're going to teach, you got your, uh, your information that you're going to use to teach. So I would really just focus on, uh, delivery, want to deliver that course or deliver that seminar in such a way that someone's going to really want to have you back and make sure you take some feedback afterwards so you could, uh, make the next one better or make the next one better. So you need that, that that feedback. is going to be big for you to help you out. So that is uh, how to uh, create your own event. So when we get back, we're going to go to the tip of the week.
2: safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form but i figure i felt like i got more information out of yours on you giving people a direct path on what to do step by step but i really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant
0: register for the safety consultant blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com enter code podcast for a special discount
1: Uh The tip of the week is to go and do an event. It's not hard. It really isn't. So just really listen to this episode really well. And I want you to to go ahead and try. Set up something uh, that is going to be some information that you really know well uh, go ahead and go through the steps to set up an event and then just do it just uh, trust yourself you could do this if you need to get a partner and two of you go through it together you might be pulling from the same type of influences or you might actually have two different target markets that are going to come together in one event that's okay too and so just go ahead and, and do it and hope when you do uh, just make sure that you try to give yourself about a two to two and a half month window to get this going and just start with your uh, your cheapest one and if you need to here's a additional thought that I'm kind of including a tip of the week use uh, a free webinar do a free webinar leading up to the event So that at the end of the webinar, you could also solicit for uh, people to join your event. So now you've got a way for you to promote. In that webinar, and you could give them like a a freebie maybe a first chapter or first whatever or a PowerPoint presentation. People really love that. You could get a lot of information there and uh, get that email, uh, email name, and uh, the email itself so you can start creating your list and then start selling to your targeted list people that already know you so that will help when it comes to uh, getting into the uh well getting people to register for your event that's really what it breaks down what's going to help all right so that is your tip of the week and i'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast
0: this episode has been powered by safety fm
2: Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of 699.99. Contact us. Qualifying port-ins and finance agreements required.